What up, yo? It's Mark Shannon with the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show. Today, Saturday, July 18th, episode number 102. I'm excited for today's show. Like always, we're going to break down... The NFC East. Who are the winners and losers from the NFL draft? What does the depth charts look like on each team? And also my player projections. I don't know if you all know, I was quarantining for about two weeks. And I finally got the return to go back to work, which was nice. And I worked last week and got readjusted back onto the night shift. So it was just nice being back at the casino Wearing the mask and doing all the, the safety precautions because uh, we had a little scare there um, and my test came out negative, which was thankful. Michelle's test came out negative, which we are very, very thankful for that. So um, thank you for uh, all the kind words and wishes and and concerns. A lot of people reached out to us and we just want to say thank you for that. Um, let's move on to the show. All right, so we kicked it off. We're starting off a... Um, a new knockout giveaway. Go to fantasyknockout.com. Enter there. Uh, we're giving away a signed Nick Chubb jersey. This thing is awesome. It's the brown jersey with the orange letters. It looks amazing. I, I love it. I'm, I I really don't want to give this thing away. Um, there's one of two ways you can do it. One, I've already said, visit the website fantasyknockout.com. Click on the giveaway tab there and enter there. Or you can look at the show notes, which I've talked about before. Look at the show notes and use the provided link. It's that easy. Sign up, enter, win a free jersey. Doesn't cost you guys a thing. Um, you can find the show. We're on Twitter at Fantasy Knockout. We're on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Knockout. Also, um, if you support the show, you can get and receive draft cheat sheets. They're on the website. If you go to the website, again, check that out. Look into that. It's an amazing cheat sheet that'll help you nail your draft. Um, You can dominate your draft. So definitely go to the website. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Plus, the rankings are up. Uh, You guys ready to talk some news? News with views. All right, so to start it off, wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey of the Philadelphia Eagles. He is almost certain to start on the PUP list uh, with his foot injury. Uh, he remains without a timetable for return, per his coach, Doug Peterson. Um, this is why I'm really higher than most on Deshaun Jackson, and we'll kind of get into this, uh, obviously, because today is the NFCE, so we'll talk about the Eagles later on. Um, wide receiver, wow, this is some interesting news, because it's uh, both, we just talked about the Eagles, and then this is the Redskins. Their wide receiver, Kelvin Harmon, uh, he was diagnosed with a torn ACL and he's going to miss the 2020 season. That sucks. Um, you know, several industry experts had Harmon as like a sleeper this year for the team. Um, I wasn't quite convinced of that. Um, I kind of like Steve Sims. I know Harmon was supposed to be on the outside with McLaurin, like as a two, and Sims is the the slot receiver there. Um, you know, he we're just not going to be able to get to see how that was going to play out. Bummer. Um, but Sims should see a bigger uh, workload now with that going on. Uh, Whiteout Kenny Stills of the Houston Texans. He was arrested during a protest outside of Kentucky Attorney's General uh, Daniel Camerson's home. 
Uh, he was part of a group with more than 100 people there that marched to Cameron's home in Louisville as part of uh, Breonna Taylor's protest. Um, he was charged with a felony of being an intimidating participant in um, legal process, misdemeanor, disorderly conduct, and criminal trespassing. Um, I know I saw blurbs right before the show that uh, all the charges were dropped, um, but we'll see if the league steps in and does anything suspension-wise. There's a possibility uh, that they do. We don't know. We'll just uh, kind of play it by ear, see if anything help, if see if anything happens. Next, running back Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans. He signs a four-year, fifty million dollar deal. Good job for you, Derrick. Um, he's locked in, guaranteed for the next two years. And then the team kind of has options for the last two of that four-year deal. Uh, but this means the Titans believe in the team they have now uh, with Tannehill at quarterback, Henry at running back, and a young wide receiver, A.J. Brown. So uh, they're, Tennessee's going to repeat a lot of what they – or try to repeat a lot of what they did last year. So good for him. Um, let's talk about that franchise dead, the franchise tag deadline that just passed – um, so no deals were made for wide receiver A.J. Green. We kind of weren't expecting them to. Seems like they're going to just move on from him next year. They'll use him this year to help Burrow transition in his first year. Um, but the one that we all thought was going to be done or get done was quarterback Dak Prescott with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm a little shocked. Um, not surprised, but shocked. Um, one would think that the Cowboys would would get this done, you know, so it's just not lingering over or even becomes like this Kirk Cousins fiasco that happened in Washington where they tagged him and tagged him and tagged him, and and it became where they couldn't even pay him. Um, You know, this is going to be very interesting for Dak, especially if he hits that open market. So um, I'm interested in to see how that works. Uh, And then there's some news with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, The city of Philadelphia will not allow fans to attend uh, Eagle games this fall. Uh, this comes from the health commissioner, Thomas Farley, and managing director, Brian Abernathy. Uh, they both confirmed uh, the Eagles are still going to be allowed to play, although without crowds. So that's one team that's just not going to do the crowd thing. Jacksonville said that they'd do 25% of their stadium capacity. So we'll kind of see what teams choose um, as it gets closer and closer. And then the last bit of news, Commissioner Roger Goodell, the league's latest protocol or proposal includes two preseason games in 2020. The NFLPA wants no preseason games at all. Uh, Plus, they want more testing and injury protection for those who contract COVID. Um, I bet you they're going to compromise and there'll probably just be one preseason game. There's only two weeks before veterans report to training camp on July 28th. The league and union remain far apart on any reasonable outcome. Um, I'm wondering if the NFL is waiting to see how things kind of play out with the NBA and the MLB uh, before they make big announcements on how they plan to handle this season. Also, why would they announce anything at this time um, where there's not much going on in news and media right now where everyone would just pick it apart, whatever they propose, and... They would, you know, like I said, they'll just pick it apart and make them look bad. So there's probably a reason why they're not coming forward with a lot of the information as of right now. So I believe they know what they're doing and they know what they want to do. Again, they're just waiting to the last minute to 
release it to all of us. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Main event. All right, so we got the NFC East, and we're going to do it again alphabetically. And when we're talking about the um, projection stats and points, uh, especially the points, we're talking about half uh, point per reception, just to give you guys an idea. So to start it off is the Dallas Cowboys. And they take wideout C.D. Lamb with their number one, their first overall pick. Not first overall, uh, with their first pick. Uh, they paid Amari Cooper, and it looks like Michael Gallup is going to be the odd man out. Uh, I think it's going to take a half a year for C.D. to kind of figure things out. So I'm not too worried on Gallup, as a lot of people are. Um, as you can kind of tell in his, in his ADP, which is the average draft position. Uh, right now in drafts, he's going pretty far um, I, I'll just spoil it now. I got him as my wide receiver 28. So I like Gallup. I think he's going to be very similar to Cooper. Um, Dak is the biggest winner here out of everyone on the Cowboys, except that he didn't get his deal done, but, um, you know, he's doubling down on himself and what, by playing on this franchise tag, which was 30 some odd million dollars. So Dak's Dak's getting paid. Um, they should have another great season. This team should be a top-scoring team, and Zeke is—he's still a top fantasy running back. So everybody here is solid. Uh, so let's talk depth chart. So quarterback Dak Prescott, running back is Ezekiel Elliott. His backup is Tony Pollard. Uh, the wideouts: Omari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and Ceedee Lamb. And the tight end is Blake Jarwin. All right, so Dak Prescott I have ranked as my quarterback number three on on the draft board. I like Dak a lot. I think he will have a phenomenal year this year. Uh, I got him projected for 390 completions for 4,767 yards, 29 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, uh, about 250 rushing yards, 4 rushing touchdowns, and that puts him at 340 points. So, again, I like Dak a lot. Um, if you miss out on... Um, Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, uh, if you're going to go the early quarterback route, take take Dak. Wait into the fourth, fifth round. Snag him there if you can. Um, that'll be a much better value. Similar production, um, and you'll still win your quarterback matchup uh, every week. Um, next running back is Ezekiel Elliott. I have him as my running back, too. I like him a lot. Um, can't go wrong with CMC, Elliott, or Barkley at all, but Elliott's my two. Um, I have him for 306 rushing yards, 1,438 yards rushing, 11 touchdowns, 59 receptions for 487 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns. That puts him at 295 points. Um, Tony Pollard's his backup. I have him ranked as my RB54. Um, Basically, if anything happens to Zeke, Pollard will step in and become a solid running back two on your fantasy team. Um, But them playing together, I see him kind of spelling Zeke kind of like a lot like what happened last year. So Pollard, I got for 86 rushes for 445 yards, three touchdowns, 21 receptions, 155 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown for about 92 points. All right, now let's talk the whiteouts. This is where there's some uncertainty here. You know, they paid Cooper, um, they draft CeeDee Lamb, who's got the uh, draft capital. And then it seems like Michael Gallup is left in the dust. Um, I don't think so. 
So I have Cooper as my wide receiver number eight. I like Cooper. I think he'll do phenomenal like he did last year. The problem is it's going to be consistency. He's a boomer bust kind of player. Like it's it's all or nothing with him. He's going to have these monster games and then he's going to disappear. And it's going to be hard to predict. And he's going to be a very frustrating uh, player to own. So Cooper's my wide receiver eight for 74 receptions, 1,061 receiving yards, seven touchdowns. That's 185 points. Michael Gallup I have is my ranked as my wide receiver 28, but I have him projected very similar to Amari Cooper, who is my wide receiver eight, right? Gallup, 68 receptions, 1,107 receiving yards, seven touchdowns, 186 points. So if you just want to take the value and you don't want to overpay or the headache of of Amari Cooper, take Gallup in the fourth or fifth round. He is not being drafted as um, like DJ Moore is or AJ Brown is. How those guys kind of moved up and and, sh- and and or Calvin Ridley, Michael Gallup should be right there with Calvin Ridley this year, and that's not the case. People are not drafting him like that. So you can snag a very talented wideout in Michael Gallup later in the rounds and just take the value. Uh, C.D. Lamb, he's a rookie. I have him as my wide receiver, 48. I don't think he gets off to a hot start. Um, He will see plenty of targets. I have him down for 47 receptions, 706 receiving yards, four touchdowns for 118 points. You know, nothing league winning. He's a solid receiver. Just going to take some time with who's ahead of him. And I like Lamb a lot. So in real draft leagues, I'm going to wait on C.D. Lamb. And then tight end Blake Jarwin, he's my tight end 18. I like him as a flyer this year. 69 receptions, 805 receiving yards, four touchdowns for 139 points. Um, if you're going to wait on tight end late in the draft, you can take him. You know, he, he he's right there with some of the other ones. Next is the New York football giants, and they draft Andrew Thomas with the fourth overall pick. And they selected a total of three offensive line guys in this draft. The clear winner is Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Both both big winners here with all that offensive line help. Also, you know, the wideouts are too because with such a heavy wide receiver class and they didn't draft anyone, um, we kind of saw what this team can look like last year, except none of the wideouts were healthy where they all played together. So that's, that's the, I guess, the one big concern is what is it going to look like when all of them are on the field? Who's going to get the ball? Who's going to get the targets? Um I expect Daniel Jones to make this next step, the next leap. Um, I like his talent a lot. I think he'll develop into a very good quarterback. So let's talk uh, depth chart. So Daniel Jones, quarterback there for the Giants. Uh, Running back is Saquon Barkley. He's the main guy. Deion Lewis is his backup. Um, You know, he'll spell him here and there, but otherwise it's the Saquon Barkley show. Your wideouts are Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. Uh, the tight end is Evan Ingram. And so let's talk Daniel Jones. So I have him ranked as my quarterback 16. Um, I'm probably not going to draft Jones this year. Uh, it's his early season schedule. He goes against like San Francisco, Chicago, Pittsburgh, or something like that. I'm not touching him in those like first four weeks. It's just not, the value's not there um, to hold someone like that on your bench for those three weeks when you need when you can snag that league-winning uh, <laughs> waiver wire pickup in week one or two. Um, I'll wait till he hits the waiver wires week four or five, and 
you know, or, or even before then, I'll pick him up week four, five, six, somewhere in there, and see if he develops into this quarterback I expect him to. So I have him down for 368 completions for 4,012 yards, 28 uh, touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 200-ish rushing yards, one rushing touchdown for 280 points. So nothing fancy, nothing too big, you know, big sexy, but he has some high upside. He had, what, three games with four four touchdowns in him, so he can have those monster weeks. Um, running back is Saquon Barkley. He is my running back three. Um, I like him a lot as well. Uh, he was my league-winning uh, guy that helped me win my championship in my work league, uh, so I have a soft spot for Saquon Barkley, but I got him as my number three running back. 281 rushes for 1,349 yards, nine touchdowns, 69 receptions, 562 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns for 293 points. Um, Deion Lewis, don't even have him ranked, not even going to draft him, but I have him down for 46 rushes, 200 yards, one rushing touchdown, about 30 receptions for 200 receiving yards for about 60 points. Um, he's only relevant if Barkley gets injured, uh, like last year. All right, let's talk the wideouts. So the three wideouts is Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, and Darius Slayton. Right now I have Golden Tate projected for the most points out of the three. Um, but he is my last ranked receiver of those three. Um, I have Sterling Shepard ranked as my 33rd receiver, Darius Slayton is my 38th receiver, and Golden Tate is my 47th. There's just not an upside for Golden Tate. He is what he is. Um, He's a slot receiver. He's going to get the ball a lot, but his ceiling is very limited. So I have him for 84 receptions for 1,044 yards, six touchdowns for 182 points. Um, Sterling Shepard will be good. Uh, 70 receptions, 807 receiving yards, five touchdowns for 150 points. Um, I like Slayton out of all three of them the most. Um, He's got him uh, pegged for 58 receptions, 836 receiving yards, seven touchdowns for 154 points. I think him and Daniel Jones had, it looked like the most chemistry last year, and hopefully they develop that even more and get that much better together. Um, You know, he was a rookie last year. Second, you know, him and Jones came in together. So I like the chemistry that those two have. And then Evan Ingram is my tight end number seven. I got him for 52 receptions, 600 receiving yards, four touchdowns for 110 points. Um, those middle tight ends, I'm just not going to take them. So that's, you know, that's kind of where Darren Waller, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, I'm just going to pass on these guys. I'm going to either go early on tight end or I'm going to wait a little bit later for that, like, 8, 9, 10 kind of guy and just take my shot on somebody who's got some huge upside because Evan Ingram, he's going to be what he was last year he'll have some good games and then he's going to be disappointing you most of the time so why why even go there next is the philadelphia eagles and they get carson wentz a new weapon in whiteout jalen rager they take him in the first round i love his talent not sure if he will be fantasy relevant this year uh deshaun jackson is the clear loser but not necessarily right now um, Alshon Jeffrey, we heard in the news, it looks like he's going to end up on the PUP list to start the year. Um, they didn't draft a running back. They didn't even sign one in free agency. It's going to be the Miles Sanders show in Philly. Um, I like this team to be a solid fantasy team this year. Uh, they did have a significant hit already 
when their guard Brandon Brooks tore his Achilles. That was a huge blow to the team, but they should have several fantasy weapons. All right, so the depth chart, we got quarterback is Carson Wentz. Uh, running back is Miles Sanders. His backup is Boston Scott. Uh, the wideouts, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rager. The tight ends are Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. So it's Carson Wentz. I have him as my quarterback eight. I like Carson to improve, uh, especially from what he did last year. Um, it was quite ugly, uh, but he still was a solid Reliable fantasy quarterback last year. He consistently put in 17, 18, 19 points every single week. He got you, you know, 250 to 300 yards, at least one touchdown every single game. Um, It seemed like a lot of it came in the fourth quarter, and that was with no receivers to throw the ball to. Um, He's got some guys back this year. Deshaun Jackson's healthy again. I I know that Jeffrey's out. They got a new receiver. Uh, Ertz and Goddard are there. So I like his um, his upside. So I got him projected for 384 completions for 4,212 yards, 29 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 201 rushing yards, and one rushing touchdown for 291 points. Uh, Miles Sanders, like I said, he's it's the Miles Sanders show. I love this kid. I took him everywhere last year in my drafts, and I am excited to see what this kid can do with a full year. Um, it seemed it was frustrating last year because you saw his talent, but Jordan Howard was there. Once Howard got hurt and was gone, they leaned on Miles Sanders, and he took it and ran with it. And, uh, again, I'm excited for this. The only problem is his uh, ADP is getting kind of out of control. He is going high second round right now, and I wish he would stay in that third round It's because the value in the third round with Miles Sanders is, is huge. So, um Anyways, I got him ranked as my running back 12, uh, projected for 242 rushes, 100, or not 100, 1,016 um, yards, seven rushing touchdowns, 63 receptions for 598 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns for 246 points. That's a solid back. Uh, Boston Scott's his replacement slash the scat back there who's going to have quite a bit of receptions. Um, I have him as my running back 43. If you're playing in like a full PPR league, he's one of my favorite later round running backs to target. Um, they used him quite a bit. Uh, so I have him projected for 110 rushing yards, 440 yards, uh, five rushing touchdowns, 32 receptions for 271 receiving yards. And that's about 117 points. But I, I, he's got a good ceiling. Um, and I don't have that baked into this projection. So he could even, he, I expect him actually to outproduce what I have him projected for. All right, so the wideouts. Um, I have wide receiver. I have Alshon Jeffrey uh, expected to miss the first six games. So I have that baked into these projections. I have him ranked as my wide receiver 49 right now. Deshaun Jackson is is ranked as my wide receiver 46. Um, Jackson is the guy I'm targeting late in drafts in those double-digit rounds. He's got some high upside. Um, so Jeffrey, I projected for 35 receptions, 435 yards, five touchdowns for 91 points, but that's only over 10 games. So that's not bad over 10 games. If you have an IR spot, Jeffrey is a target. I'll take it with my last pick in my draft and I'll throw him on the IR for those first six weeks. And then when he comes back, he's always one of Carson Wentz's favorite uh, targets in the red zone. So 
you could get a solid uh, wideout in Jeffrey if you want to play that play that game. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, I have projected for 55 receptions, 955 receiving yards, six touchdowns for 161 points. I like him a lot. Rager, I don't see um, being on the field all that much. I think he's going to be in that Deshaun Jackson role. That's what they have him for. So they want him to learn that, kind of shadow that. I expect they or I think that the team doesn't expect Jackson to stay healthy all year. So Rager should show up later in the year. More of the second half of the season is where I would invest in Rager. Um, then the tight ends. So you got Zach Ertz. I have him as my tight end four. And Dallas Goddard, I have as my tight end 12. I have Ertz projected for 87 receptions, 918 receiving yards, seven touchdowns. 177 points. Um, I like him. He's kind of there in my the end of those top three guys. Um, Dallas Goddard, I have for 64 receptions, about 650 receiving yards, four touchdowns for 121 points. Um, not bad. You know, if anything ever happens to Earth, Goddard's a clear-cut winner there. He's must-start. So let's move on to the Washington football team. <laughs> That's right. We're not calling them their uh, their name anymore. They are gonna get rid of it. Uh, we don't know what it is. The Red Tails kind of seems cool. I don't know. I, at first, I was against the like you know when the in baseball the Expos they moved down to Washington and they became the Nationals. I like the Nationals team now. I hated it the first two years. I was like, no, this is the Expos. The Expos was a cool name. It was a cool logo. Why change it? I get why, but. You know, you got to rebrand. And so they'll go something like that with the Senators or something like that. So I don't know. We'll see what they come up with. Hopefully it'll be cool. Um, at least they're kind of keeping the colors. That that I like those col- that color combo. All right. So the Washington football team, they draft wide receiver Antonio Gibson in the third round and wide receiver Antonio Gandy-Golden in the fourth. Um, there's a new coaching staff here in Washington, formerly of the Carolina Panthers. It seems like the whole team from the coaching staff from the Panthers moved right over to Washington. Um, so it's second year for their quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, whom should show improvement from last year. Terry McLaurin is a clear winner, uh, because he stays the number one target there. Uh, the biggest question is whom will be their starting running back? Is it going to be Darius Geis or old man, Adrian Peterson? Whom could be cut. Um, They signed and brought in Peyton Barber. They still have Bryce Love. Or is it Antonio Gibson? Merrick, didn't you say he was drafted as a wide receiver? I did. But his coach, Ron Vera, has already talked about using him like they had when Christian McCaffrey was there. When when Rivera was in uh, Carolina, they said how they used McCaffrey. They plan on using Gibson that way. I'm not giving him that comp. Um, actually, if you want a comp, I see Gibson more like an Austin Eckler. Uh, so I like him. He's one of my later guys, running backs. He'll be my fifth, sixth running back on my team that I take. And he has huge upside because if he is the main guy, the main running back there in Washington, uh, behind a really good offensive line, um, he will have a lot of opportunity. Uh, not necessarily on a good team, but he'll have a lot of opportunity. And they like to use a one running back uh, system there. So if he's the guy, great. I went out. If he's not, if it's Geis or Peterson, cut him. Pick somebody else up. No harm, no foul. Um, so the depth chart looks like Dwayne Haskins is his quarterback. Darius Geis right now I have projected as the main running back there. 
Uh, Antonio Gibson I have is the second running back. Terry McLaurin is the top wide receiver. Steve Sims is the next one. Jeremy Sprinkle is the tight end there in Washington. All right, so Dwayne Haskins I have ranked as my quarterback 29. Um, I'm not going to draft him anywhere. Don't suggest to. I have him for 310 completions for 3,749 yards, 19 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, 144 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown for 226 points. Um, I got to see it from him first. I got to see him be a solid fantasy quarterback before I can trust him. Uh, so I have the basically the number one running back in Washington. I'm putting Darius Geis' name there, but if you want to take these projections, this is what the number one running back should have is something like that. So Geis is, is my ranked as my RB42. Antonio Gibson is ranked as my RB53. Flip-flop those, doesn't matter. If you want the main running back in Washington, this is what they're going to do. is 240 rushes, 1,200 rushing yards, six touchdowns. 32 receptions for 272 receiving uh, yards, one receiving touchdown for 200 points. Um, then the backup most likely is going to get 100 rushes for 410 yards, four touchdowns, 43 receptions for 350 yards for about 120 points. So that gives you an idea of what the running backs will do there. We just don't know who it is. <laughs> I know it's frustrating. Um, I'm taking my shot on Antonio Gibson. All right, let's talk wideouts. So you got Terry McLaurin. I have him ranked as my wide receiver 26. Um, I like him this year. 83 receptions for 1,205 receiving yards, six touchdowns for 198 points. Solid uh, wide receiver three, if not creeping into that wide receiver two range. Um, I love his upside. Um, the next one is wideout Steve Sims. He's the slot guy with um, Harmon going down. Sims is going to be the main, the next one there. Got him projected for 66 receptions, 600 receiving yards, five touchdowns for 121 points. Don't know if um, I if I would lean on him, you know, maybe in a pinch, maybe, probably not. Don't even have him ranked. And then Jeremy Sprinkle, don't even have him ranked. He's the tight end. Got him projected for like 40 receptions, 350 receiving yards, two touchdowns for 66 points. Uh, not doing anything there with the tight end in Washington. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. The next show is the NFC West Breakdown. I want to say thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're on. Leave a rating and review. Also, don't forget to enter to win that signed Nick Chubb jersey at fantasyknockout.com. Hashtag knockout giveaway. All right. Till next time. See ya. See ya.